welcome back to the latecomers. I'm Amity. I am London. He is Lemmy. You like that? I do. I was just going for the dramatic presentation. Yes. I am Lemmy. This like, is CNN. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are in the midst of season four of our show. Four seasons. And season one of Battlestar Galactica. Yay! I think. Still yay. yay. More frustration. Yes. There's... I'm beginning to have some frustration. Uh, as I said last uh, last episode, I think they, they might find a shark somewhere deep in space to jump over. There are some blatant whys that we're going to get right. to here in this episode. But before we get to that, how was your week, sir? My week actually was fairly good. I had some good news come out of some bad news. Good news from bad news. So I was very happy to find out there was less to worry about than I was worrying. Phew. And let me tell you, as an empath, the feeling in the house mm-hmm. got so much lighter. I'm very sorry. Um, it's fine. You don't have to apologize. Yes. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I am also glad for your good news. Right. Uh, we're sorry about daylight savings time. I mean, we're yes. not. We didn't do it. But uh, it's terrible, and I hate it. it I, I'm not. I'm not catching up. You know, I was yeah. at work, and I fell dead asleep at one point today. Well, well I could have done that, but yeah. I uh, bailed from work early and then played games this afternoon. I mm. played a little bit of hooky, which means tonight I'm going to do work. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it to myself. Hooky has a price. It does, and that price is uh, late night computer work. Yeah. That's okay, because uh, I probably won't be able to go to sleep at a decent hour. So do daylight savings time. Stupid, stupid clock turning. But I did figure out how to change the clock in my car with no problems, so that's pretty good. that's good. Uh, Anything else going on? No? Want to get into the episode? What do you think? No, let's get into the episode. I I, I have lots to say. (laughs) Many things to say. So, this episode is called Flesh and Bone. It is episode eight eight of the first season. This is our tenth episode that we've watched, if we count... The miniseries has two. So that's how far in we are. I am at a point where I no longer unreservedly love what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. But I might, uh, but I'm glad for the frustrations that I feel because I feel like it means I'm invested. Right. So, and we're going to get into some of those frustrations because both of us were like, but, but, the, but why? But no, wait, don't do that. There's a big. There's like a glit. Okay, we'll get there. Okay. Let's right. start. Let's <laughs> start at the beginning. That size said everything. Yeah. Let's start on Caprica. Uh, Caprica. Your favorite place, not mm. Paprika. We're not paprika. making Paprikash. Paprikash. Paprikash? Goulash? Hungarian food. Um, We're not doing that. We're on Caprica, where uh, Planet Boomer and Hilo. Planet Boomer. Have had the sex, and they wake up the next morning, and Boomer goes to meet with Six and what's the other one? Doral, a version of Six and a version of Doral, and she's late. She's like a half an hour late to their meeting. Uh, Six speaks ill of her, and Doral calls out Six for not liking Boomer, which was fascinating to me <laughs> because I was just like. How can you not like another one of you? So I guess they're it's not as borgy as I guess I had. They're not thought. a like-minded collective. They seem to have disagreements and 
there seems to be a real, um, like almost a childish level of emotion with the humanoid Particularly Cylons. six. Six is just, she doesn't understand But how, also Boomer, as we'll right. see. Well, six doesn't understand how Boomer can have sex and not think it's the best thing in the world because six obviously is really into... Well, I don't think that... I don't remember that coming up, mm-hmm. but um, what she does want when Boomer finally shows up is, does he love you? Right. And Boomer's like, well, I think so. And she's like, did he say it? And she goes, no. And then Six is like, well, then you don't know. You're just guessing. And I'm just like, you sound like a 12-year-old girl. Yes. <laughs> like, you, it, it was just pretty funny to me. And um, they say, we're building a cabin near here. You're going to take Hilo there, and you're going to get him to just abandon all thought of getting off the planet and stay here with you forever, which I don't... I'm not sure how that benefits their plan. I don't know what their plan for him is, unless, once again, we're trying to mate. Right, which makes more sense in this Uh, now. Which is the only reason I can see that they just haven't broken his neck and left him for dead. Like, I don't... Well, because they don't have any... What else can they do with a single human being? Right. But, sperm... So well, I think if they actually, because that would uh, tie in with number six's um, fascination with babies. Yeah, that's true. But I think that they also want a more maybe organic way mm-hmm. to reproduce than just bi- building. Well, we don't even know how they do it. I assume there's they're built somehow, but they're still gutsy. This gets to the problem. Anyways, we're not there yet. Well, they, there. they come out, they seem to. Every indication is they're manufactured as adults rather than as children. Right. They're not growing. They right. just are. Um, so, what was I going to say? First of all, no, okay. So, let's finish this the storyline. Um, mm-hmm. So, Sharon's like, or Boomer's like, yep, 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 sounds good. And then she promptly, while walking back to the clearing where Hilo is asleep, like the big man that he is, wiped out by all the sex. She has flashes of their night together and their relationship up till now, which I guess has been like 24 days or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she, I don't know, that's it, right? Because this is a totally different boomer than knew her previously. So she doesn't have that boomer's uploaded knowledge as far as we know. We don't know. We don't know how that works. Uh, because that boomer is still alive. Yes. Um, so they've known each other for a cool three weeks. So just like every teenager in a movie, they are in love. And she realizes that they have to get out of there. They cannot do what the Cylons want them to do. So she gets them up, and then they run away. To where? Who knows? Big planet. There's only two of them. Yep. And they're trying think... to find a ship, right, to get off. Also, the well, they just got off, but they need a ship still. Dirty. Um, they, <sighs> yeah, I'm puzzled by this. The storyline is becoming more interesting as I realize there might be actually a point to all this nonsense on Caprica. Well, I will also say and reiterate that we, and we haven't talked about this much, mm-hmm. in the weird openings to this show... It starts with previously on, and it's the overview, right? Mm-hmm. The Cylons, then they rebelled, then they were gone, then they came back. They look like us, they feel like us, and they have a plan. Like, that's the last words that you see in that crawl right. every week. 
So at least the showrunner and the writers intend us to believe that all the stuff that they're doing is for a reason. Right. They have a plan. But the people who made Lost told me that too, and they had no it's plan. It's true, but they didn't actually write it on the screen every week. Right. They weren't reassuring you that, yeah. that, that there's a purpose to <laughs> all this nonsense. They are definitely doing this for a reason. So, that's Caprica. They run. We'll see what happens next week. Well, the good thing, and I think it, there's very moderate doses of Caprica. Yeah, no, it's, so, it's never more than right. like three minutes. Well, maybe a little bit more than that. Of actual showtime, I don't think so. Three to five, maybe. It's, the, it's pretty not. Short. We're not stuck. It's not indulged in like there's um, uh, the Balthar or Bal. I can never remember his name. Baltar. Baltar. His uh, his plot lines sometimes take up an inordinate amount of screen time, despite the fact that nothing really nothing happens. Nothing is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from it was another excuse to see Trisha Helfer. Is that her name? Yeah. In a nude, a, nearly nude, or let's in find her nipples. Oh no, she's so beautiful, but why is she so dressed, <laughs> underdressed? I feel like she's probably cold all the time. So that's Caprica. We go back to uh, the Galactica, and we that's start the Galactica. We're on with President Rosalind, so it's on one of the. Fleets. Oh, that's true. She's on, whatever. It doesn't matter. She's next to the Galactica. Some ship with a really silly name. I can't remember what it is right it's now. It's not. It's like whatever. Olympia one. something or other. Wasn't no, it? that's the one that got exploded at the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, no, she whatever she's on is the whatever one because she's the president. Remember, they changed right. the call sign for her ship. Uh, she's asleep. It's really a dream that she's on a planet in a forest in a nightgown, glowing and beautiful. Because everyone's in a nightgown in their dreams here. But at least she's you know wearing appropriate clothing. And she's wandering through a forest, and she sees Leoben, is I think how it's pronounced, uh, Conoy, which is the Cylon that we had met as a supposed, like, um, junker on uh, Ragnar Anchorage. Mm, right. Um, so that's the one that they, they have a dead version of him in the freezer. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh and they have released a copy of his photo to everyone. They did that last week when they said, hey, they look like us, and this." And by us, I mean this guy. Right. <laughs> they look like this dude. Was um, he the first one that gets exposed? Yes. Okay. Um, because Doral was found after that. And they only know about those two. And... He, like, saves her from soldiers. They don't appear to be Cylons. They appear to be soldiers. And he, set, like, pulls her aside into the forest and covers her mouth so that they can't hear her. And then it looks like he's going to say something to her, but then he gets, like, sucked back and out away from her. Mm. And then she wakes up. <gasps> and she is, um, the, she's woken by the knocking of Billy on the door saying, um, so there's an urgent message from the captain of the Geminon Traveler, and she's like, I'll call them back. And he's like, um, they say they found a Cylon. <laughs> so yeah, no, you won't. Put on your fucking pants. It's time to uh, go ahead and go to work. Well, that's kind of like, uh, you know, 
It's an urgent message. No, it's really an urgent no, message. No, like, I'm it's not joking. Urgent, <laughs> yes, urgent, urgent. So, Adama and Rosalind are talking, and Adama wants him basically thrown out an airlock, murdered mm-hmm. immediately. And she's like, no, we're going to interrogate him, because why would he have gotten caught? Like, now, this is probably in connection with the dream that she had had. Probably, mm-hmm. also, because it's the one right. that she's just seen in her dream. And... So Adama tasks Starbuck, who is still walking with a brace on her knee and a crutch, mm-hmm. uh, to interrogate him, saying he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna manipulate you in a way that is very dangerous. Which is he will tell you the truth, and among the truth, he will be lying to you. Mm. All right, now let's take a break here. All right, we're gonna spin something out. We're, we're going to talk about the word and action of autopsy. We find yes. out in this episode at some point, because we see it, mm-hmm. they have the original dead Leoban on a slab in a, a lab somewhere. He is untouched. Why? Why? This... If you are making a Cylon yes. detector... And need every leg up that you have on this thing that you don't know anything about. Would you not cut this motherfucker open? What the fuck? That was the first thought that occurred to me. It's like, oh, you have a Cylon. Now you'll be able to sit there and dissect it. And dissect it. And find out what the differences are. And you won't need a silly nuclear reactor to find out what the differences are between the Cylon and the human being. Um, Yeah. No, it's bananas that they just have. And I understand that maybe they've got four doctors and Mm -hmm. they're busy. I don't care. Get one of them in here. Or get Gaeta, the scientist. Mm -hmm. He's probably taken a biology course. Cut them open. See if they have a thing where we don't have a thing. And then maybe use that as a detector. Because you guys have to know that Baltar is... Cuckoo bananas. Right. So even if he does what he is tasked to do, how do you trust that? Like, it it makes it's no sense that they have that not cut this thing discussed open. discussed up to this point is that Baltar is wandering around, getting mysterious erections, <gasps> and talking to himself, and drooling out of the corner of his mouth all the time. Gorps. There's nothing about him that says, I should He's trust jumpy. the safety of the human race he to this. He clearly looks like a man who is doing large amounts of cocaine, right. or getting no sleep at all, or a combination of both of those right. things. Yeah, it's so loony. That how they he's have being not, trusted, I don't know. How do you not mm-hmm. do an autopsy and this also when you have your enemy? You have the technology to man spaceships, but you haven't, it didn't Honestly, you. I am a person who has literally never dissected anything but a fish which uh-huh. is barely a dissection. I understand that many people just do that to eat a meal. It's called cooking. I understand that. I was in a classroom, and uh-huh. we were cutting them open and separating uh-huh. out their parts. Um, I, I missed the dissection due to a, a move um, in high school, so I never got a to A move do... in the other direction of the dissection. Well, in the school I was at, mm-hmm. we did dissection second semester for, uh, of junior year. Mm. And in the school that I moved to, we did it first semester of junior year. And I moved at the semester break. So 
would have done it already did it. <laughs> so mm. that is, I, I've never dissected anything. I have watched a lot of police procedurals and television shows. Um, I could do the autopsy, y'all. Right. Like, there are definitely people who could probably give you at least some insight. Do I want to do the autopsy? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I do want to do that. But, so it's, this whole episode, I was like, how do you, what do you mean just chuck the body out the air, out the air shaft? And now you have two specimens of the same one? Mm-hmm. Cut them See what the difference open. is between the two specimens? There must be some variation in the yes. creatures totally. See what's at, at in all. Does I, the brain look like a brain? Does uh-huh. the heart look like a heart? What are the bones made out of? Right. They're saying, oh, it's probably organic because the ship that we have is organic. That means literally nothing. Cut it open. When you see how many different kinds of organisms exist in the world it, or in this universe, we don't really see animals as much as we see people, but when you think of the number of different organisms that exist, yes, it, you can't just make the assumption that inside it will be like everything else, especially being that it's artificial. Yeah. So I and and the president silly this episode was an silly. education mm-hmm. minister. So the fact that it never occurred to her that this would be a way to learn about your enemy, I just don't. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, and it's an ongoing thing because th- they've had this guy in a drawer since the beginning. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to take a little sidetrack to Boomer. Ship Boomer. Ship Boomer comes into the dock to pet and coo on the uh, Cylon Radar. Raider. Who's a good raider? It's Who's really a good raider? Good raider. The best raider. She sings it a lullaby. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. I, I... And Chief is like, hey. And she's like, hey. And I'm like, this is awkward as fuck. And... He's, she's like, did my suggestion work? And he's like, yeah, if you treat it like an animal, it actually does work. Um, and then he's like, how did you come up with it? Because he's side-eyeing her right. a lot. And she's like, uh, I'm a Cylon. And right, just That's put it not out even there funny. on the table. And I'm like, it's a little funny. And also, and but then she's like, what if I could prove it? Would it change anything between us? And I'm like, wow, your priorities are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It's like, I'm a Cylon. I'm the enemy of the human race. Will that change things so that my boyfriend loves me? If I, I, if I, I could prove I was a human, right. could we get back together? How about if you prove you're a human, you're a human. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, that would be enough for me to know that I wasn't an evil machine created with evil parts for evil purposes. Right. And then she hears that Baltar is working on the Cylon detector because they're not keeping that shit under wraps. And she goes and says, I want to be a, your first test subject now. Go ahead. This whole piece is... It, maybe when we've watched the whole thing, some of this will make more sense. But right now, it seems loony. Right. So he's got number six in his head. And he's like... First of all, I don't think he knows if this thing is going to work. We don't know what he's been doing. Apparently, he's got some plutonium and a computer screen. So, has so he got the plutonium? Because I, I don't know. Because he said he needed one to right. make this work, and apparently it works. So, yes. The steps that happen for him getting the machine, or even the process of testing the machine, 
It's like all of this is done off screen. It's yeah. it's like a, a bad got, Greek epic. He's where, got a small office. Yeah. What we see is a computer monitor. Uh, and he, I can't even remember. So sh- he wants to say, well, we can't, I can't, I can't be seen to play favorites. First mm-hmm. of all, how is testing somebody to see if they're a Cylon playing favorites? It seems like not favorites. Seems like the opposite of favorites. Uh, seems like uh, an accusation. <laughs> and she's like, look, I brought you here on this ship. My co-pilot left and like, mm-hmm. left Stayed behind. Left behind so you could come So that you could come here. You owe your life to me. Test me. And... You owe me. That's uh, pretty much what it's about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so they're talking after he takes whatever sample he takes, which I don't think they even show. Well, I don't... I At this point, I'm lost as... Uh, We don't know how this works at all. It feels... Well, it's really dumb. It's really dumb. The light goes red if you're a Cylon and green if you're not a Cylon. Red if you're a Cylon, green. And red if you're a Cylon, green if you're a human. And I'm like, we don't know how it works. We don't know how he got it's there. It's also a screen that's facing him and not mm-hmm. her. Right. We find out that um, her whole family died in a mining accident, um, a, a famous mining accident, it seems like. Um, so she's sitting there waiting for the test. She's looking nervous. And we've got six in... Baltar's ear as her results come up red. Now, <laughs> now, this man mm-hmm. who is definitively a Cylon agent, because yes. apparently there's a Cylon collusion inside of him. There's collusion. Yeah. There's a hundred percent collusion. Right. Has built a working Cylon detector? What? That thing should be greener. Than the grass that is bursting forth on our lawn right now. It is bursting. For those of you who don't know, it's it's bursting. It's crazy. I'll I'll share a picture on the yes, on the <laughs> Facebook to page. To show how lazy I am about cutting a lawn. It's lunatic. Well, it's been wet every day for yeah. the last month and a half. Uh, it's it should be so green. Why does his Cylon detector work? It works because he tells her it's green and it's actually showing red. No, I understand that. Right. If you are a Cylon agent infiltrated by six in the back of your head, Uh why in the fuck would you make a Cylon detector that actually detects Cylons? Because this thing lights up so red, it clearly indicates that Boomer is a Cylon. Why? Why does it work? It should not work. It should read green for everyone. I'll tell you what doesn't and work. And especially uh-huh. for Boomer. What doesn't work is this scene. It's almost as if there are scenes that have been cut out of the episodes. We don't know how he arrived at making the sound detector. We don't know how it works. We know that this brilliant man essentially creates a version of like a play school computer. Yep. Red means stop, green means go. We All don't right. know what the end is. Boomer shows... Everything that he's talked about when right. asked about his process was clearly bullshit, but apparently there is a process and it works. Why? Okay. But, and I agree with you, why, why would they invent a working one when you want to mislead people? But Literally the other thing that doesn't everything. work at the, the scene to me, she comes in heartbroken because she might be a Cylon, and at no point when he's telling her this, does she get up and look at the screen herself? Yeah, but I think that that's a flaw in her... I think that's a true-to-sharing character. I don't know. I, that just she seems like... She doesn't seem... She seems guileless. 
to a fault. Right. And it's she literally goes into the hangar and sings to a Cylon Raider. So she's not. A lot of this is not making sense to me at this point. Like no one's being maybe in outer space on whatever planet the Lords of Kobol have have put these people on. They don't know how to lie properly or how to not act suspicious constantly. Or maybe, they're, yeah, they're, maybe because no, maybe nobody lies. So when right. people are lying, they don't know how to... Right, it's like a bad Ricky Gervais movie. Nobody knows how to lie. It's... And, and not only that, or nobody sees me. how weird their scientific hope for the future is and how weird... Oh, that's yeah, just no, him being... he needs to be locked up. I'd be like, this dude needs to be locked up, away from people. Adama seems to be the only person who, and the president, the only adults... And I don't want to put that. Let me find another way of putting it. The only people who are actively aware and suspicious that anything might be going on. Except every time they're told actual truth about what's happening, they're like, nope. Right. They also every veto it. Time. I mean, like, so, either he has a master plan or he's not thinking very clearly. Because he's the only one who was suspicious enough to go, wait, the Cylons just disappeared. Oh, well, they're never going to come back. No, they're going to come back. Yeah. No new technology. But, okay, so this Cylon detector is a problem for me. It's a problem, y'all, because why? Why would it work? He, If I'm Baltar and I have Interior 6 and I'm making a thing of indeterminate type, mm-hmm. it's going to randomly tell. Maybe it is. Maybe it is random. But every time he fingers a Cylon, he's actually right. So... Why would that why be would part the, of their plan? Yes, why would the Cylon, who's fingering him, let him get away with this Gross. plan? Well, toaster fracking. Come and on. so he, it comes up red. All right. And Baltar's like, oh, fuck, she's a Cylon. Right. And then Six is in her ear like, she probably doesn't even know it. And I bet that her Cylon training is going to, if you tell her, her Cylon training is going to kill you before you can tell anyone else. And I'm like, A, she's probably right. B... Tell her she's a human, and then tell fucking everybody, everybody else, else that she's, she's a, a Cylon. Cylon. Like, but, but what I also don't understand about this is again, because you've clearly, for whatever reason, built a working Cylon detector. Right. So, go with that information to Adama and the president, and be like, "Hey, I couldn't. I was afraid to tell her because a, that's not my fucking job. My my no. job is to find them. It's not to like apprehend them." My job is to find them and occasionally have sex with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't. Uh, yeah. His, so she. He says, "Nope, it's totally green." He goes, "I have to interpolate the results after he'd literally just said, so red or green.'" <laughs> and she's like, "I thought you yeah, said well, it'd be red or green." I would have trouble. Like I'm colorblind. Yeah, you'd be right. But but at the same time, this man should not have any problems with it, and it just seems. But really then he's weird. like pushing the button and he makes mm. them go green and he's like, you're human. And she's like, oh, I thought you were going to tell me I was a Cylon. And I'm like, okay, you didn't. So, <laughs> but there's no doubt at all that he's on the right track with the Cylon Nobody detector. Nobody disbelieves anything that he says. Right. So he tells her she's human and she leaves and I, the end, I guess. Meanwhile, we have an actual working Cylon detector mm-hmm. on the ship. Um, and... Presumably, and also when Baltar sees that she's come up positive, he does not question his test. No. He presumes it's accurate and correct. He's not like, oh, let me run it again. No. 
even though this is a beta test and nobody's ever been tested before. He's the worst scientist ever. The worst. <laughs> so, you know who he needs to test? Who? His own damn self. Yeah, I think he could be. Uh, so... Now, I have a question for you, though. Yeah. In terms of the present Rosalind scene in the very beginning. Uh-huh. So, is the suggestion that they can get into... They're gotten into her head and implanting dreams? It's and, unclear. Okay. It's unclear. I don't know what their capabilities are. Right. Because I still don't know if Six is literally in Baltar's head, in, mm. in a chip, or if they have a telepathy of some sort. Right. It's unclear. Because she said it like, we might have done this. Right. She didn't... And we... He's at no point decided to go ahead and have his head... Why wouldn't you go, hey, I think... There's a chip in my head, and maybe I want to get the fuck out. Well, I think that you could be right. If he's a Cylon, then what it means is that she's uploading directly into his consciousness is the same way that they uh, pull out at the moment of death. Right, so but also, it might, they may have actual telepathy with people. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Uh, okay, so then it's the interrogation time, and... Leobin wants to know who Starbuck is and mm-hmm. guesses her call sign. Now, she's introduced into the room and it becomes a two-hander at this point for a little while. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. She's like, tell me, you know, what do you want? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you want? And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, I'm not telling you anything. Just tell me your name. I just want to know your name. Tell me your name. And she gets up to walk out. And he goes, are you Starbuck? Are you Lieutenant Starbuck? And... Then she comes back and he says, I've hidden a nuclear weapon on one of the ships. It's going to detonate at 1630 or 1830, which is like six hours, Mm -hmm. I think they said. Six or eight hours from when they get that information. So she goes and tells Adama that. And then we see Adama and the president talking. And they are looking like all the ships are looking for a bomb, but they're not finding one. Um, Starbuck goes back and continues uh, interrogating him. She waterboards him, which I don't... I'm like, this Well, it's is, not quite waterboarding. It's, it's not. It's some form of water torture. Water-based they, torture, like a theme park. At one point, don't they put the thing over his face and pour... No, I'm no, thinking no, they, of something else. They have a big bucket of water, and they just keep dunking his no, head I'm into it. No, I'm thinking of a scene in a different thing I watched recently. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, no, they what keep dunking him. What are you watching? Him. All this waterboarding. I'll tell you about it. Okay. Uh... And he says that he can see the future, and he's talking about his religious beliefs. Now, I guess the people typically believe in the lords of Koval, Mm -hmm. which all are um, Roman gods, right? Right. Roman or Greek? Same thing. Yeah, I know, but they're using one of the names. Mm. Artemis, which one? Uh, I think it would be Greek, but then Apollo was Roman, so... Isn't That's he? true, but I don't think that Apollo is named after one of the gods. I don't know. Mm. No. Apollo. Okay, we're getting confused. The planets are Roman. That's what I can remember. Anyways, so whichever one that is, that's they, they are a polytheistic uh, right. peoples. And he says, we believe in one god. Like, we the Cylons mm-hmm. believe in one god, which is what we've heard from Six as well. Which. Right. There must be f- other factions of people that also believe in one God. They're monotheistic. Because 
Six, the person that Baltar believed Six to be on the planet before mm-hmm. all of this happened was going to a church, right. and it was a monotheistic church. And so if that is the only distinction between Cylon and human mm-hmm. religion, that'd be a fucking <laughs> the, problem. <laughs> the odd thing is that we don't get much on... <sighs> but I wonder if they started a monotheistic mm. religion to get people over on their side. Well, I, I think know. that they it would... Um, I mean, polytheism probably existed before monotheism. Um, but... I think that um, I would like to have an episode where this is all explained to me. Yeah. Because we're only getting this in reflection through the Cylon's point of view, and yeah. they're they're very unreliable in terms. Yeah, of... no, that is true. Because he's like he's he's being tortured. Mm-hmm. Although she's like, "Are you have you turned off the pain sensors?" Right. Presuming that he can do that, I mm-hmm. would presume the same. Right. And he's like, "Even if I did, you wouldn't know." I'm not going to... See, but we don't know how much about how they work, how no, they feel pain. Don't. They obviously feel pleasure. That's right. one thing that we're well, aware of. Um, they can act like they feel pleasure. We don't know what that... Well, I don't know what that glowing spine means otherwise. It might mean docking has, <laughs> has commenced. I mean, it might just be like when I plug oh, in my my power and I get a little light on my phone that says, you're, it, you're in. <laughs> There's so many ways of unpacking that. I'm <laughs> just saying, we don't know that it is... Preparing for re-entry. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, Leobin... Uh, Starbuck actually thinks that he is afraid that he is too... Like, like the signal is too weak mm-hmm. from as far out as he right. is. And he won't be able to upload his consciousness. Which is an interesting idea. So he's she's threatening him with an actual fear of death. Yes. Like actual death. If he if he can't upload his consciousness into another version, then it die it's gone. Right. Poof. She's threatening him with existentialist terror. So um Leobin talks about Starbucks past mm-hmm. and then also he says that you will find Cobol and you will find Earth. Like the f- so now, you, the Starbuck f- is actually enthused by this. She's like she is, right. but we got to remember what did Adama say? He's he's gonna give you just truth enough truth and lies. Right. And there's another uh, scene where Rosalind, the president, is uh, dreaming now. Mm. We wonder why is the president so asleep during this she time? She spent so much time in this episode sleeping. It's because she's still working off that overdose that she oh, took last okay. episode. I maybe it's... Because we're thinking we're talking about the next day basically. She right. tripled her medication and that could have killed her. Mm-hmm. She's it's still in her system and that is why she, I think she is still um sleeping. she's sleeping so much. Also 18:30 yeah, that middle of the day. 18:30 is 6 6:30 in the after, in the evening. So um, it's midday, mid-afternoon, uh, and she has another dream and wakes up with less than an hour, and Rosalind uh, decided, decides to go and visit him directly. Now, in the meantime, Adama has told all of the ships to separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500, he says don't get further than 500 clicks from one another, but I think it's the opposite of right. that. 
So we want to spread them out so if one goes, it's not a chain reaction. Right. Because they have not been able to find it. Which actually is a very clever plot, but it also creates them at a distance to where they can't defend each they other. They can't defend anything. It, and everyone's away from the mm -hmm. Galactica, which is the defense, which right. is why they kind of cluster around her. Uh, and she stops the torture. She apologizes to him for his treatment. The president does this to Leobin. The president, Leob to Leobin, yeah. Leobin. Um, she, Leobin then says there is no bomb. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, she's right. I just am afraid that I'm not going to make it back. Mm -hmm. And so he made up the lie to keep himself alive, which is and weird. But, um, and then he like pulls her close and says, Adama is a Cylon. <laughs> Disturbed, <laughs> Ruslan's like, you, he gotta go. And then they blow him out the airlock and he, he gets sucked out in the same Identical to the, manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's the same image that they use um, from the, her dream earlier. Uh, and then Star then the last thing we see is Starbuck uh, in the where the their like uh, cots and lockers are, mm -hmm. and she is praying to her gods to take care of his soul, even though she said that she didn't have he didn't have one. She believed that he didn't have one. This scene was really confusing to me too. Like, why does she care? Well, it's tricky. I think what they want. Now, who's they? The, the Silence? No. Oh. I think what the writers okay. um, and creator of this want is to show that if you can't dehumanize your enemy, mm -hmm. who are in fact in this not human, but have put on the mask of humanity. Right. It is very hard to just cold-bloodedly kill people in the yeah. face. Um, it's why people in war zones get very racist. Yeah. Right? So that they can look at people as not people. So they haven't figured out how to do that here. These people have not figured out how to do that with the Cylons. They are used to Cylons looking like machines, and these Cylons look like people. They bleed, they choke, they cry. Etc. Etc. And so, so you think that because Starbuck Starbuck has killed so many Cylons because they effectively look like toasters, which was their version of dehumanizing them. Um, but if they looked more like human beings, she wouldn't have been capable of killing that many human not, beings in the face. Not that. Not that she wouldn't be capable of it, but mm. I think it would take more from her every time. Mm. Um, because killing a robot that looks like a robot. Mm -hmm is very different than killing even like something that looks like data from Star mm -hmm. Star Trek who clearly isn't humanoid mm -hmm. or is humanoid but clearly isn't human. Right. So that's like a step up and then these guys are a step up even from that. Right. They're much more sophisticated. Where your brain is telling you that is a person. With human foibles and human needs. Right, and, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, or she's a fucking... Cylon. I don't she know. She could be a Cylon. I have come to the determination that everybody on the, the first 12 names on the call sheet are Cylons. That's it. That's a wrap, everybody. 
everybody you care about on this show is a goddamn Cylon. So, Rosalind, the la- the, that's one of the last things we see. The Really, the last thing we see is Rosalind meeting with Adama, sort of going over everything. And she's, like, looking at him, and he's like, is everything okay? And she's like, great. And I'm like, not great, though. So she's now <laughs> of the opinion great. that he could be a Cylon. It got inside of her head, you're thinking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it didn't lie about the fact that there wasn't a bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. That's the trick when they tell truth and lies. Right. You can't write off anything then. Yeah, and once again, but but why wouldn't you write it off? Because you've been told several times that several other people were Cylons, and you didn't believe any of it, even if it was true. So why are you so latched onto this one? Guys, I don't understand these people's hypotheses. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, it's it's a difficult episode for me because I really do think at this point the most interesting conflicts on the show are with the Cylons. Well, yeah. And I think that the most, and there's a lot of, but I mean, they're all conflicts with Cylons to a certain degree, but um, the Cylons are, that's the most compelling part of the show. So when they do the sort of sidetracks, whether uh, so-and-so is in love or it always sort of distracts from the main story, and I want really, I would want more of. Well, but even those are Cylon stories, right? But really, mm. so yeah, I'm, I am, I am just baffled, twofold. One, why have you not done an autopsy on your right. enemy that you know literally nothing about? Right. Two, and if you weren't doing it because you were trying to keep the it looks like a person thing under wraps, yeah. that's done now. So you still have a corpse. Cut it the fuck open. Yeah. And two, why is the Cylon collusionist making a working-ass Cylon detector? What the fuck is happening? So I am troubled by those two. Who do you think won this episode? I think that, um, I think the president did. You think so? I think that she did because she's the one who... I think it was a dumb decision to actually keep the Cylon alive. I didn't understand exactly what they wanted to interrogate from that. Well, um, they wouldn't have known there was a bomb, but there wasn't a bomb, so... Right, so you've learned absolutely nothing. Um, but you don't know that. <laughs> but see, all the... But was, once again, mm-hmm. why are you putting it out the airlock? Cut that motherfucker open. Right. Well, they already have a Cylon, but I would have, I would have kept both of them, because the Honestly, more... Honestly, you have two of the same Knowledge thing. is power, and you why, should cut the thing yes. open. Yes. I mean, that was something I was telling you while we were watching it. It's like, what, they haven't done the autopsy. Yeah, so we no. were both in, in oh, both 100% of us. I was like, autopsy? Autopsy. Why, right. why is there... I don't care if in the 50,000 people that are left, there isn't a medical and examiner. So, there's right. me. There's somebody... There is a hunter. There is somebody mm. oh, there's, who somebody who do this. Done first, anybody who's at a first aid course knows what a lung looks like and a liver looks like and where they're placed in the human body. Yeah. I would want to find out what the difference is between the simulacrum and the actual human beings. Yes. But beyond that, um, it's just that this is where I think at this point in this first season there are beginning to be big holes in the writing. Well, I don't think that they're holes in the writing. What I think is they want you to ask questions and they're going to fill them in. I hope, hey, if you tell me they have a plan, Mm -hmm. please let them have a plan. That's not the one I'm like, the fact that it's only logical to have an autopsy of the the body. It's, there's no reason why Unless we find out something like they don't do autopsies, Mm -hmm. they never have. 
because they don't desecrate dead bodies. Right. Which might be a thing that we find out, but right. we don't know that now. Right now, I'm just like, why would you not? I mean, well, it doesn't make sense to me because we obviously have people working around the clock on the actual Cylon ship that's on board. Right. So they have the, they're, they're really eager for the technology, the organic technology of Cylons, but they're not going to look at the actual body that the they The body have. is right. organic technology. So, yeah, it just, it's you one of those things where there's a and ride it around. big <laughs> hole in the, who knows, right? Maybe that's what, maybe the chief needs to be right. the one to open it up. I don't know. But it just seems like there's just, there's big holes right now where I'm going, this doesn't make any sense. But you think, you think the president won this episode? I think the president won this episode because she came to the right decision and she learned to ignore it. And I think Starbuck really lost more than that. <gasps> I think she won. How did she win? She's my winner. I just, I liked her I liked her arc this episode. And I do think that she mm. learned some stuff too, but I don't know if we're going to see what she learned for a couple of episodes. Mm, that's, that's, that could be the case. I think that I think that this I think the mm. stuff that happened today will come back in future episodes. Well, yeah, hopefully with somebody. They do a fairly good job of building on what they've already started. Yes, there's not lost threads on this show much. Although there's, it does seem like I feel like there's lost scenes or something. It's like I need to find out where the sound detector came from. I need to find out these other things, and I'm not going to get that. Well, mm. no, they're not going to tell. I mean, they couldn't tell you his step by step process. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that he has a step-by-step process since everything that he's talked about it before then was bullshit. Clearly bullshit. Designed solely to get people to leave him alone. All right. What are you going to rate this episode? Grade. I would rate it B, well, B minus. B minus? I think that the interrogation scenes are really well done. You have two good actors. I'm, I'm a big fan of acting. I like seeing it when people are put into situations where they actually get to um, act. Well, act, yeah. And we we forget that a lot that these people are actors and they're chosen for more than their good looks. Although number six, I'm not so sure. Oh, sad. These well, when I see her doing something other than giving mysterious hand jobs, I to, understand. She's I'll, not. She's not being asked being to do very much. Very much, yeah. Um, what uh, what I feel that those scenes really worked. And I feel that uh, the dream scenes for the president really worked well, but some of the other stuff, like I said, there was just a big open holes to me. Like, how did we get here? What was the progression? Did I miss something? Did mm-hmm. I miss an episode? Is there? Yeah. No, they're just they can't show you everything, so they're showing you the important parts to this episode, which makes sense because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just a shit ton of filler, and nobody wants that either. So I would actually give this episode a B. I think solid B. Mm. I, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. Oh, I'm sure you did, yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah, overall, this this whole autopsy thing and the Cylon detector thing are just two big WTFs. But I'm not holding that against... That's not an episode-specific thing. Mm. That is a... What the fuck? Uh, having to do with the entire narrative arc of the show? So yeah. I'm not going to ding this particular episode for those two things. Um... Do you think Adama is a Cylon? I don't think Adama is a Cylon. I don't... I I mean, people that I'm fairly sure are not Cylons are Adama. And, and we're talking about Adama the Elder, which was not specified by Leo... Right. Leoben. Sorry, he's got a weird name and I keep messing it up. He's Leoben. Irish. 
Um, the I do think Adama the Younger might be a Cylon. I would think it would be the other way around. Yeah, I don't because I think that it, um, I don't know that. Again, if he's a Cylon, although he's he, where is Apollo? Apollo, we miss you. Come <laughs> back, Adama the Elder. Um, I don't see any reason for making him a Cylon. You could make a case for the younger Adama being a Cylon because that way he'd be able to steer a younger generation of people away from the sort of rigidity of Adama the Senior. Right. So that makes more the sense. The only reason, the reason that I could see Adama the Senior being a Cylon mm-hmm. and not knowing it, I don't think right. he, I think he's a sleeper like um, Boomer, like Boomer mm-hmm. uh, would be if you think that he could get them to Earth if they need to be on Earth for some reason and they don't know where it is. So he could lead the invasion to Earth. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. That's the that's the reason that I could see that being mm. a a tactic. But um because realistically they could just flip his Cylon self over and he'd just sit there mm-hmm. and wait. And then everybody would die at the end. So the end game has to be something other than just wiping out humanity. Mm. Because I think infiltration onto these ships even, they could have wiped out these people. I don't think, I think they're waiting for something to happen, whether it's them getting somewhere or being somewhere or leading them somewhere before they continue whatever Mm. plan it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Do, do, do. All right. Do you have anything to recommend that's not Battlestar Galactica? Um, I am going to say the thing that I would recommend that's not Battlestar Galactica was a film that we saw Saturday. I need you to speak. Saturday, uh, which was, um, you saw Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Which I really enjoyed the as a movie. Two hundred and seventy fifth movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, and I really give or take. I liked it. <laughs> I know that there are some people who don't like it. Um, a lot of people, I think, who don't like it haven't seen it. So well, yeah, I, I I don't understand exactly what the issue would be with the film because it's really enjoyable just as a film. I thought even, it was very fun too. Even you're not taking it as a sociological statement, which some people are, and some people are taking it very seriously that way. It's a fun movie, and it was really enjoyable. And and something that I've shared with you is, uh, there's nothing to relate to this character, Captain Marvel, as the way that we traditionally relate to women on screen. The things that are usually done with a woman, a female protagonist, that make her appeal to men. There's no none of the vulnerability. or She's very cocky. She's very funny. She doesn't really um, play by the rules very often. Mm. So she's seen doing things that... And, and, it and she's bugs uh, me. covered up almost the entire right. movie. And it bugs me because we are... Like her body could be blue. I wouldn't know right. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. her suit goes head to toe. Her suit goes head to toe, and uh-huh. when she's not wearing a suit, she's wearing a jacket and jeans. Right. There's, like, she has covered the entire movie. Right, there's there's no sort of attempt at sex appeal and fan service, and there's none of that. She is very funny, and Brie Larson, I, I haven't really seen her very much. Did um, you see Room? I saw Room, and I saw Kong, uh, the Kong movie. Oh, well, she, she was, was in. in that, I forgot. Right, where... 
she's a sexed up a little in that film. She has the most ridiculous support garment I've ever seen. I've never seen a person run through the jungle with, you know. But anyhow, um, none of that is actually in this film. In it, she's sort of this kind of character who is very motivated, very focused, who, again, doesn't play by rules, but this is, in a lot of ways, the same way that Tony Stark has been portrayed over the course of I don't know how many movies now. And so it's really weird that you're getting this pushback about the character being a particular way when there's other characters in this universe that are the same and get lauded. Um, but uh, other than that, I really appreciate the fact that you're creating something that's going to be a role model for 10 and 12-year-old girls everywhere. Right. She's not there for... And also, I sort of... Male gratification. Push back on the, there's nothing for me to interact with. Mm -hmm. She's a person. No, she's a... Well, okay, but here's the thing. So pretend she's a dude. She's... No, but even if she was a dude, the one thing is that she's a person who doesn't know her own identity until the the very end of the film. And so there's that kind of like, what is she? (laughs) And so it's not until the end that it's like, okay, now I know who this person is because a lot of this movie, and it's very cleverly set up, is about the deception of somebody who's able to look yes. or act like anybody else. Yes. So you're constantly questioning who's what and what are they doing, and even the most benign creature in the film, and I'll only go that far, yeah. turns out to be something that it isn't. Yes. So it's a really fun movie. It's a lot of fun stuff. It's great to see Samuel Jackson do something other than scary Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's very funny in the movie. That's, that, there's a, yeah. there's <laughs> a back and forth about... right. Your name's like his name is like Nicholas Joseph Fury or something right. like that, and she's like Nicholas Joseph, and he goes, "Everyone calls me Fury. Your mom, Fury. What do you call her, Fury? <laughs> what do you kids? What do you call you? Or what do your kids call you? I don't have any, but if they did, they call me Fury. Right. There's a lot but of very the way clever that he writing. says Fury, he right. like enunciates it, eats it differently every time. It's so good. Yeah. There's a lot of fun to the movie. She's a lot of fun. I've seen her, like I said, in a couple of films. I haven't seen her do funny before. We've got to see Short Term 12. I don't know what that is. It's an independent film that she's uh, in that I've been told is very good, and I started watching it, and I was like, oh, this is good, and then I didn't finish it. Oh, my bad. But yeah, she's very funny. She makes a great superhero, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I really enjoyed it, um, and I'm looking forward to what else they do. I'm looking forward to her character coming back and and being part of the whole Marvel end of the world. They're there. Gadadamarang that they're doing now because that's the only part that's left of what started with the Avengers God so many years ago how long was oh, that now? Lord. yeah a lot it's been a, it's been a, it's been a while yeah <laughs> yeah so what do you recommend what was um, I'm going to second your Captain Marvel uh-huh. because I think it's very good and also give it all the money so those stupid fanboys shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and also yeah, I, think you just shut the, well. I think I'm coming down on the side of Liking and wanting to recommend the Umbrella Academy. Okay, so tell me about the Umbrella Academy because I don't know much about it. Okay, so broad strokes here. Mm-hmm. The Umbrella Academy opens with, um, and this is in the commercial as well, so it's not giving too much. In 1989, in October, uh, an October day in 1989, 43 women gave birth around the world. Mm-hmm. What makes that unique is that uh, when they woke up that morning, they did not. They were not pregnant, and they all gave birth at the same time. Mm. Uh, and then a billionaire collects seven of them. 
seven, seven, seven of them. Um, and then raises them in the Umbrella Academy. Then we meet up with them 30 years later. He has died. They all come back together. Shenanigans ensue. I don't want to get um, sort of more into it than that. But that is the premise. They're superheroes. With like each one has a has powers, so it's sort of, of an X Men kind of thing, sort of. But there's time travel stuff, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's weird superpower stuff, which I always enjoy. So, uh, yeah, I, I think overall I recommend it. Also, one of the things that I found very enjoyable about it is the the graphic novels or comic books. I'm not sure how they were mm. released. Uh, were co um, co created mm-hmm. by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and he did a lot of the music for this show. And I oh. think he may have also picked music for this show. The way that they use music in the show, I think, adds a lot to it. Not the original scoring necessarily, but the act the the soundtrack mm-hmm. that they use, um, I think, adds a lot. And I really made it sort of extra enjoyable for me. There's a scene with I think we're alone now that mm-hmm. is very good, and I like the way it's shot very much. So um, I think overall, yes, you should watch The Umbrella Academy. Okay. It's ten episodes on Netflix. I don't know if it's getting picked up for a second. Season. So what distinguishes it from other shows like it, like The Sorcerers, and the the whole notion of like a special school for special gifted people? Well. There's the sibling Because there's another... I get confused that there's another show right now on the Sci-Fi channel. Deadly Class. Right, that has... They, I don't think, have superpowers. Okay. I think that they are just training to be assassins, like okay. in The Kingsmen. Mm-hmm. So they'll be extra because it's in a movie or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they are superpowered. But this, this feels a little bit like The Magicians. Okay. So uh, what also sets it apart... Robert Sheehan and Ellen Page. Mm. They're very good. Kate Walsh is in it. I really like her. There's a talking chimpanzee. In oh, a suit. Well, I'm always down for a talking chimpanzee in a in suit. In a suit, yeah. and he's he's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the cast uh, and the characters are what set it apart, and mm. I think that they're all very interesting okay. and good. Good. So, Umbrella Academy, y'all. All right. I think that's it. That's it. So next week, we're going to watch episode nine, Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, <laughs> Tie spelled T-I-G-H, that is our XO, yep. and we'll find out what stick he has sh- shoved so far up his butt. We'll find Probably. out why he's an alcoholic, why he... I'm, this is my prediction, well, not my prediction, my desire. I want to find out what his issue is. And why does well, he have such a problem with Well, in Litmus, there was nary a test to be found. Right. So he may not even appear in this next episode. <laughs> that would be bonkers. Y'all, if that happens, I might just lose my mind. <laughs> I would like... Uh, oh, you know what would be really funny? Tell me. What if he's Boomer's father? I'm your father. Yes. But Boomer is a Cylon. She doesn't have a father. If she's a Cylon. Every week. What if Ty's a Cylon? I'm telling you, I think the first 12 people in this call sheet are a goddamn Cylon at this point. I don't trust anybody. Y'all are alien motherfuckers. Just leading us like sheep. Maybe they're going to eat us. 
Well, yeah, what do the Cylons, I mean, they just want to kill us off so they can live? And... It's unclear, because like I said, I think that they have the capabilities to fucking finish what they started, and they mm. are not doing that, so I don't know why. We really got to get to that season four episode, whatever, and figure this shit out. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, if you have questions, concerns, comments... You can tweet at us, LatecomersPod, at GM, or on Twitter, at LatecomersPod. You can email us, LatecomersPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Come visit us on the web. I'll have a picture of our overgrown lawn and beautiful yellow flowers that are probably weeds. <laughs> there are actually parts of the yard that are lovely. There are. To I'm that. afraid Just... to go to some of them because the grass is very tall. The grass is tall and you have no idea what's underneath it. There could be something lurking. and I don't know lurking. Well, I, saw, I saw a meme the other day mm. and it was um, it was the smartest man in the world. Or the, mm. What was his name? No, not the smartest the man most in the world. Man the in most the world. interesting man in the world. And it said, I don't always roll a joint, but when I do, it's my ankle. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, (laughs) that is my life. Uh, So I'm afraid to go out there. But we have a porch, (laughs) so I'll take pictures from there. Uh, And I think that's everything. We Mm -hmm. love you very much. We thank you. Uh, Watch with us next week and uh, come back and tell us, maybe tell us why you think that they're not autopsying. What's the deal? Tell us who you think Asylum is. Mm, but if you know, don't right, spoil that's it. true. We are late coming, so we are late coming, and we don't. As much as we want to know, right. we, we don't, don't want to know. know. <laughs> we want to actually get the progression of who's a Cylon and who's yeah. not a Cylon. And this ongoing question is pretty fun. So, all right, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and remember, better, better late, late than, than never. never.